Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Angel Face Magic Hour podcast. I am your host, Grace Lannon. I'm a psychic medium and an energy healer, and I'm excited for our conversation today. It's just going to be the two of us. This is going to be another solo podcast episode. So before we get into it, I want to give you a little heads up about some upcoming workshops and classes and things I got going on. So it's about to be October, which is obviously my favorite month. I think it's every witch's favorite month. I love Halloween. I love candy and costumes and the leaves. I live in California, so it's not as extreme as the East Coast, um, the leaf action. But I just love the the symbolism of letting everything go and shedding and like turning inward and then we come back in the spring and we are reborn so I just I love the changing of the seasons I really you know with all my heart wanted to go to the east coast the last few years for Halloween and obviously with um the pandemic and stuff that was just not an option was not the time but hopefully 2022 will be the year I get to spend um in Salem and in Massachusetts for Halloween. That's like my goal. I grew up in Massachusetts and I've always wanted to spend Halloween in Salem and I literally never did. Um, my mom is like not a Halloween person, so we didn't do anything like that. But I, but I love, um, haunted houses, the whole thing. So I'm really hoping to, bring a little spookiness to the podcast this month. I don't know if I mentioned this already, but I'm planning on doing some fun, like spooky Halloween episodes for October. And I think it's going to be cool and interesting to look at um, some things that we probably have heard about a million times, urban legends, myths, um, monsters and ghouls and goblins all that kind of stuff but looking at at it from more of a um, a spiritual perspective of where did these myths come from what is the background um story to this like and how is this connected to the real spirits and the the real um like magic of the original holiday which was Samhain Um, and all the other connections that we have to these stories of Halloween and I'm thinking specifically about vampires because I've been watching True Blood and, um, I've been thinking a lot about vampires. So next month that is going to be really fun on the podcast, something a little different, but still in the vein of healing and spirituality and getting kind of like to the bottom of why we think the things that we think and I think horror is a really amazing genre of art because it allows us to see like some of the deeper dark shadowy parts of ourselves and see like what what is appealing to us and what is terrifying to us and how that you know, reflects upon what we believe and 
what we know to be true about ourselves and about the world. So I, I think it's very interesting. So I'm excited to share some of that stuff with you. I also have some workshops coming up. So as always, I tell people to join my mailing list to keep updated, but I do have a meditation workshop, which is going to be October 11th. Um, and I'll post a link to sign up in the show notes, but I'm really excited about that. This is going to be a morning meditation. It's my intention to start doing more of a reoccurring meditation class. So I want to kind of test out a couple different times and see what works. A lot of my workshops are evening time. And I know that works for a lot of people, but it doesn't work for everyone. And I also know there's nothing like waking up and doing a meditation and then going about your day. And something I really miss um, in my life is that is that consistency of a weekly workshop. So I'm going to be playing around with times and stuff and we'll see where we can get um, with it, but this is called, it's called morning meditation. We're going to do some breath work. We're going to do some meditation together and it's going to be at nine o'clock in the morning PST. So that's like early for a workshop with me and I don't even take clients that early. So I think it's going to be really fun for me. So if you want to join me, you can sign up and just kind of see where it goes and see, how I want to show up. I Something that really inspired me to get into the work I do is yoga. And, um, you know, yoga was a huge healing for me when I first started getting into spirituality. And it was kind of the first times I experienced um, visions, like since I was a child. And I talked about this on the podcast before, how I had a lot of fear centered around seeing and around visions and that's something I'm slowly like pulling back into my uh, my life and my ability being able to see visions see things in my mind's eye and connect um clairvoyantly so that means psychic seeing so but for for me yoga was when I started practicing yoga was one of the first times where I started receiving these visions after my childhood and I really started coming back into myself after years and years and years of being outside of my body, using drugs, treating myself like shit, um, anxiety, depression, all of the sad and the bad things. Um, I really started coming inside my body again and yoga was like a path for me to get there. And so I've been kind of playing around with yoga again in the last couple months, um, just like watching yoga with Adrian YouTube <laughs> and some other YouTube people I like. Um, and but what I was going to say is the consistency of a weekly yoga class was something that was so helpful for me in the beginning of my spiritual journey and like part one, I guess, of my awakening journey. Um, so when I first moved up to where I live now in um, Sonoma County, I was kind of like going through a big crisis in my life, emotionally and physically. And I started going to this woman's yoga class. I ended up stopped going there because it, was, it wasn't 
God, they, they just weren't the people for me. There was a little weird vibe of like, I don't know how to explain this. Like they played kind of like worship music, like Christian worship music. Um, and it just, it wasn't for me. <laughs> Let's just say that. But I was going weekly before they started playing the worship music. And I was like, mm, this is just not my vibe. But I was going weekly and I, and it was more of um, a slow, fo- slow flow focus class. And we would do like, um, I remember specifically we would do, I don't know what the pose is called, but you, you know, create almost like a circle with one arm and you bring your other arm through it and you're really stretching your back and your side. Um, and when we'd go into that and we'd hold that pose, that was when I was receiving a lot of visions when I was like stretching my side body and really getting into my muscles. But that consistency of going every week really provided me a place to land my emotions and my feelings. So at the time I wasn't working, I was just kind of like figuring my shit out um, for like a few months before I started going to beauty school, which was the reason I moved up here in the first place. But I had a few months where I was just kind of like figuring my shit out and like house sitting and stuff like that and so I would go to these morning yoga classes and I was definitely like the youngest person there There was a lot of like retirees um this was also in Sebastopol California so it's a lot of like yeah retirees or stay-at-home moms um so I was definitely like the youngest person there but having that consistency was so helpful for me so I'm hoping to be able to provide that consistency and that landing spot for someone else on their journey. Now we're not going to be doing, you know, movement practice, but we're going to be doing meditation and breathing and you know, there might be some movement, but not like a yoga class with some little stretches and stuff. Um but having that like place to bring all your energy Weekly, I think is going to be so powerful for not only me, but for students who want to take the class. So the first one is going to be on October 11th. We'll see how that goes. And I'll let you all know as soon as I know the schedule and how it's going to go forward. But we'll see how we'll see how the first class goes. So it's October 11th at 9 a.m. PST. Again, I'll put the link in the show notes or you can go to my meetup group. Um, And those are all linked on my Instagram. So yeah, the other thing I got going on is Spirit School. So we've mentioned Spirit School before. Um, I now have an official start date for the next semester of class. So Spirit School, if you didn't know, is my psychic development workshop. Um, so this is eight weeks of live classes and then there are 12 self-paced, um, like online learning modules. So there's, you know, audio stuff in there, a lot of meditations, video lessons, and then written, um, like journal prompts, um, just endless stuff. So much stuff. We go over things from chakras to connecting with spirit guides and angels and different tools and things that you can use to connect with your intuition. It's a lot about releasing shame, fear, doubt, guilt, all these 
negative emotions that are connected with trusting yourself and getting in connection with your intuition and um, specifically, yeah, that psychic development portion of really diving into your senses and seeing how you perceive things and being able to connect um, for yourself and others. So that is, yeah, it's eight weeks and we have an official start date. So it's eight live classes um, and then you get all the other material. But the official start date is going to be November 4th. This is going to be a Thursday night class. We meet for an hour live. And then again, you'll get all that extra material. If you're listening to this today, which is Wednesday when I'm recording this, um, the website I don't think is up yet. But by the time this airs, the website should be up. So you can just go ahead and sign up. I have payment plans. I got... I got all sorts of stuff um, to hopefully make this accessible to as many people as possible. It's it's a lot of work. It's it's a lot of work. But most of this is self-paced material. So there aren't any quizzes or tests or anything where it's like a deadline. So this really can work around your schedule. But all the live classes are recorded, but it is amazing if you can actually come live and experience that connection. So in the live classes, we do some practice. Um, People can practice giving and receiving readings. We do different psychic development practice exercises. And um, I do weekly clearing. So I work with energy healing and we clear and send light and love. And basically it's like a healing ceremony each week. So we're releasing and shedding layers of ourselves as we're diving into this information and then practicing with each other. So if you can make the live classes, that is epic and I would say the most helpful because you really can get feedback, you can ask questions, and you can be present um, in the energy. So the classes are recorded if you can't make it live, but that's kind of like the spiel. But yeah, it starts November 4th. Um, it goes all the way through January. So um, the beginning of January, we don't meet. There's a few days that land on holidays that we don't meet on. So that's why it goes through January. But yeah, it's eight live classes. It's going to be up on the website. And if anyone has any questions about this, um, you can email me, grace at gracelinen.com, or you can always sign up for a free consultation call. Um, if you go to my website, I do like 15 minute consultation calls. And usually that's for people who are interested in something like spirit school, or maybe they want to sign up for a coaching package with me. Um, or something more long-term and they really want to ask questions and make sure it's the right fit for them before they invest in themselves. So that is something I have available. Um, But yeah, that's kind of what's going on. As always, you can book a one-on-one session, healing sessions, readings. Oh, the other thing, I have a Reiki class coming up at the end of October. I don't have the date posted for that yet, so I'll let you guys know next week. And as always, join the mailing list so you know all the updates. But um, I'm going to be teaching a a Holy Fire Reiki 1 class. This is a one-day workshop. And that is going to be at the end of October. So it's either going to be like the 28th, 29th, something around that time. I have to finalize the date and I'll let you know. 
but um, I'm really excited. I've been doing a lot of private Reiki classes and it's been so inspiring and I haven't done a group Reiki class in a hot minute. So this is going to be really fun. Um, but yeah, it's Holy Fire Reiki. Um, and yeah, you get a book, you get a bunch of, um, you know, worksheets. We do lecture stuff in class. So we go over history of Reiki applications, um, and Reiki One is largely about self-healing and working on yourself and physical healing and connecting with your body and kind of creating that foundation for any other spiritual practice that you might want to incorporate. Reiki can be really helpful to ground you. So I have a lot of people that do tarot and they practice Reiki or they're dancers and they practice Reiki, teachers, anyone that is I think it's amazing for people who are like hairstylists, estheticians, massage therapists, people who are in and around people's energy fields, like teachers, etc., dancers, etc. I think that Reiki, even if you're not doing hands-on healing for others, it can be so, so powerful to have that foundation for yourself because when you're in this any kind of field where you're like connecting with people's energy it can be draining it can be tiring so when you have that like force field that protection around you that grounding energy you're able to you know connect with reiki and that energy and put that forward rather than your own personal energy so it can be really um, helpful for like staying grounded and not feeling overwhelmed when you're in some kind of field where you're in and around a lot of people constantly makeup artists anyone where you're going to be placing hands on people as well one of my friends recently did a class with me and she's a massage therapist and she also practices cranial sacral um and so it kind of is very similar but different so it's like a similar approach different um similar concept different approach so being able to lay hands on people and not kind of like take on all their energy you have almost like um yeah a boundary between you and their energy so you're able to you just stay present and do your job rather than feeling exhausted especially for people who are clairsentient um or empathic which is most human beings but for some people it's turned on a lot louder so yes i talk 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 that's a lot of stuff we got going on but yeah please join me join my classes i'd love to have you and before we get into our conversation let's just take a break for a word from our sponsor. All right, I'll see you in a sec. Okay, y'all. So today I want to talk about self-love. Self-love. Compassion, unconditional, endless love for yourself. How many people listening to this can say that they love themselves unconditionally? I think that the number is probably low, especially for any female or femme people listening to this podcast, because there are so many reasons, so many reasons why we are being told and shown 
that we should hate ourselves, that loving ourselves is selfish or useless or even dumb, stupid, conceited. So today I want to talk about why this is, which I think a lot of us already know. I think a lot of us already know the answers and what I'm going to talk about today. But sometimes it's good to just be reminded. And I want to talk about my journey to getting to a point of self-love, which I'm still on the journey. (laughs) Very much still on the journey with you. I'm with you. That's why I do this work. So we're all climbing up to the top of the mountain to scream, I love myself. But it's going to take a lot of legwork. It's going to take a lot of sweat, tears, blood, frustration, feelings to get to that mountaintop peak. And who knows if we'll ever get there. But I don't want us to sit in the feeling of impossibility of what if I don't ever get there? And if that feeling is the feeling that holds you back from even trying, I don't want you to feel that. So take away the mountaintop, take away the journey, and we'll just focus step by step on how we can feel better day to day about ourselves, about our lives. So today I want to talk to you about love for the self, compassion, unconditional love, unconditional love. So unconditional love, this is the feeling that we can receive from spirit. This is the feeling we can receive from another person, from our family, maybe, (laughs) depending on our families. This is a feeling that you probably have experienced from another person. And if you can't identify this feeling, then it's going to be hard for you to identify this feeling for yourself. If you've never experienced that unconditional love, then how are you going to give that to yourself? And spirit is there to help us heal the wounds of our heart, the wounds of our body, the wounds of our story, all the things that we tell ourselves and reasons why we shouldn't love ourselves. Spirit can help us heal those. But if we're not comfortable, if we're not connected, if it's not part of our life already to have a spiritual connection, we probably wouldn't think or feel or even yeah, um, ponder that spirit could help us heal, that spirit could help us release those wounds. We might think of that as like mm, impossible or someone else's story or perhaps even like delusional to think <laughs> that um, a connection with God, with spirit, with source um could help us heal our human mind in any way, that that is just wishful thinking or positive thinking or toxic positivity. Their story goes endlessly in every direction of why it's impossible 
for us to receive unconditional love from ourselves and then from spirit, then from other people. And then we keep pushing love away in all the directions. So what I want us to learn is that the spirit world is there to help assist us in our healing journey. That is kind of like my biggest message that I want to share over and over again. But I want us to get to a point where it's comfortable for us to talk about that. And it's comfortable for us to ask for help from the spirit world. And when we can begin getting comfortable with that, it's probably going to get easier for you to ask for help from the human world, from the real world, from people around you, from your family, from yourself. It's really hard to ask for help so hard like my sibling I live with my sibling and they (laughs) I mean they're probably never gonna listen to this so I'm not gonna go into too much detail because they're very private they don't want me to talk about them on social media and stuff but um they're it's hard for them to ask for help all the time and they just started grad school they're super busy right now and they are having a hard time just like you know doing daily tasks because they got so much other shit going on And so last night, they wanted me to make them a hot chocolate, but they wouldn't ask me. They were like, "Mm, are you going to make tea? Are you going to make hot chocolate later? Like a little kid, you know, instead of just being like, can you make me a hot chocolate? They're like asking around the problem. And so that's just an example of how we do that to ourselves constantly we don't ask for what we really want or what we really need and sometimes that is because we don't actually know what we really want or what we really need but that's a whole nother story so I want us to get to a place where we feel comfortable with the idea of unconditional love because a lot of times when we have any pain or trauma especially around you know, love, romance, um, or like family stuff, it, it can be really hard to believe that it would be possible for someone to love me even though I'm human and I do some stuff that it's fucked up sometimes. That's impossible. So if you have that idea about other people, it's probably because you don't feel that feeling for yourself that your can your love for yourself is conditional that you don't feel that you deserve love just for existing which is the truth every person every human even the most wretched <laughs> deserves love from themselves And deserves love from the world and the universe. And how can we heal the most wretched, most vile, if we don't accept it? Because when we see those people in the world, you know, the Charles Mansons of the world, the people that we just think are, we might even think of as evil. They're human beings too. And 
the wretched, the vile, these things that we see in the world, the things on the news, the flashes of darkness, that lives within all of us. We must accept that in order to heal it. And of course, this is not ignoring the problems of the world and just saying, oh, I accept everything because if I don't, then I can't heal. That's not what I'm talking about. But we can want change within something and also accept what it is in the moment, what it is now. What it is in the moment, what it is now. So if you've made a mistake in your life, we all have. You need to learn to accept what has happened in order to heal. And you don't need to heal in order to receive love unconditionally from yourself. And so I would like people, anyone listening, if they have difficulty loving themselves, is to start learning from the spirit world what that love, that feeling feels like. If we haven't experienced it before, what do we know what it's going to be like? And for a lot of people, that can be scary. So feeling love, feeling joy is so foreign, so different from their current state, their current reality. It feels terrifying and gross and disgusting and impossible to think about loving yourself. Others loving you. Others even perceiving you. And there are so many reasons for this. Of course, this can be based upon the way we grew up and our upbringing and our ancestors and our past lives and all sorts of stuff. And it's also very much influenced by society, especially in America. And a lot of the hate that we have for ourselves and not 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 all not all definitely not all but a large portion of the hate that people have for themselves is based upon their human body their vessel the way that other people perceive them in the world and how that perception of them influences The way that they're allowed to exist within society. And that influences your success in the world. And it's all based upon just the way you look. Just the way you were born. Just the way you naturally are. And sometimes that has to do with more mental stuff that you have. That you were born with. Sometimes it's physical But oftentimes we develop this 
issue with ourselves and it's not even our own issue. It's based upon other people's perceptions of you. You're too loud. You're too big. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too whatever. You're too poor. You don't have good clothes. You don't have the it bag of the moment. You don't have enough followers on Instagram. You don't have this. You don't have that. You're not funny. You're not cool. (laughs) It's all these stories that other people place upon us. And sometimes our mind creates the idea that these other people think these things about ourselves when they probably don't think those things at all. That we create the perception, an altered perception of what other people think of us. And a lot of times that's based on, you know, social media comparison and the internet and celebrity culture, at least for the body comparison type of, type of feelings people have. A lot of that's based upon what we see as um, acceptable or beautiful. And a lot of people don't fall into certain categories. Um, and they assume that the outside world is rejecting them when they're really like hiding from the outside world. Because of their assumption that they're being rejected. It's a very much an endless cycle and a circle. And I think the reason, one of the reasons this is a big thing, at least for the body comparison stuff, and is a lot about our society. We live in a society, a capitalist society, where people are selling things to us selling things to us so we gotta think that our skin is bad so I gotta buy this acne cream even though I don't have acne we gotta think that I need this new shirt because if I don't get the new shirt then I'm not gonna be cool and then I need to do this to my hair and this to my but and this and that and that and you keep buying and consuming and paying into our economy keeping other people supported and it can be a it can be a tough thing to differentiate like what do i desire how do i want to present myself and what is other people's ideas of what is cool etc like influencing what I think I should be or act like or look like so for me like I come from the beauty industry and I love skincare so much I'm obsessed with my skin I'm obsessed with making my skin look good I love fashion. I love clothes. I love art. I love colors. I love all of that stuff. And so sometimes it can be hard to know, am I just really into this because I want to look 
a certain way? Or is this actually a passion of mine? And, um, you know, in certain aspects of the beauty industry, I really saw where my values and my tastes were so different from others. Like for a while I was doing waxing and like, I don't care at all about that. Like I like my eyebrows so good. I actually am very specific about my eyebrows, but I don't care about that. I don't care about body hair. I think that's a stupid standard. And I've, and I've kind of always felt like that since high school. I would was definitely one of those people that didn't shave their armpits. And people were like, ew, you're wrong. And I, it was just not interesting to me. But it was also kind of a fun job because I got to make other people feel good. It was within their standards. They wanted to have a hairless coochie and um, soft legs, like, and that made them feel good. But then I definitely saw certain people where, you know, am I projecting on them? Who knows? But where they were fitting a role of this hairless, well, especially the spray tan people, bronzed goddess in order to like feel accepted like especially the spray tan people I feel like there's such a weird (laughs) weird um mindset of like I can't be looked at in my natural skin and you know we all have our things that we're insecure about and so it was hard for me to do that job because it the spray tanning and the waxing because I was it didn't make me feel good to push people into a box but it was like I said before it made some people feel free and feel really good about themselves so it was like this dichotomy of like am I helping people connect to themselves and feel good about themselves in their body or am I part of this issue of like perfectness that we have in society of having to be perfect and flawless and airbrushed golden goddesses um not to mention like I mean (laughs) there's a whole nother story but a lot of people who are getting the spray tans are white people getting tanned so that is also kind of like a interesting interesting thing to think about think about why we want to look a certain way but we also reject we we as in American white culture they reject people whose skin might look that way naturally So it's kind of a weird concept. Um, So I just, for me, it was, it felt uncomfortable. But at the same time, I felt part of someone's life, their routine, like being included. Um, And that made me feel good. So it was kind of a confusing idea for my mind of what do I stand for and now that I'm you know working for myself it's so much easier to be clearer about my values of like I don't 
I love beauty. I love glamour. I love fashion. I love art. But I'm not here for people to put themselves into um, a caricature of a female just to feel like they can fit into society. So it's for me personally, it's been a journey to get to a place where I feel accepting of the way I look, accepting of the way I am. And when I got into the beauty industry, it was like a whole different type of person that I was interacting with, that I was reminded yet again of the kind of like standards of society, American society, of like what is considered beautiful. Um, You know, I went to art school, so everyone's kind of like quirky and weird and you could do whatever, you know, you wanted with your style. And I was living in a city. Um, and it's just way more, way more different types of people that you see. And then moving up into like a pretty small town and everyone is the same and everyone's fitting into the same box and you get stairs down the street. Um, it can be hard to stay in the framework of I'm doing this for me and I love myself no matter how many people look at me and how many people stare at me and how many people judge me and that's just all based upon looks based upon the way that we look so for me it's been a big journey to love myself and care about myself and care about my body in a way that is loving and not out of spite. And, you know, I think growing up, I definitely had a lot of like self-confidence issues, self-hatred. Um, and then I think a lot of that developed into like physical issues. Like I had physical pain, physical issues where I almost hated my body so much that I hurt my body um, to reflect like subconsciously to reflect the way my body made me feel. It started feeling the way it made me feel, if that makes sense. And it's been it's it it is a journey to to remind myself to that I am human that I have a body cuz it was almost like it became so painful to exist within myself that I left myself I was outside of myself for so long and so coming back and seeing kind of like the damage my body has received from all the hate and being able to accept where I am and see that it's okay to exist how I exist and look the way I look and sound the way I sound, act the way I act. And it's not only okay, it's embraced. That has been a big lesson for me. So I really hope 
that just listening to this is a reminder to you to start exploring what makes you feel like you don't deserve love and how can we release that aspect of our mind that tells us those things about ourselves. Where does it come from? How can I let it go? How can I create like a continuous conversation with yourself to remind yourself to let it go? Because it's not it's not easy. If you have years and years and years and years in your mind of telling yourself Oh, like, I can't wear that because everyone's going to look at my boobs or I can't, um, I can't wear that because it's like, like last season, whatever, whatever things you feel about yourself or you're like, oh, I got to put on my foundation before I leave because I got acne or I got to like only, only drive down these streets because there might be people here who don't like the way I look or the who I am. So I have to like watch my back. Um, you know, there's a lot of fear that we might feel around the way that we look um, because of other people's perceptions. So I think it's an interesting yeah, journey because there are certain things that are out of our control and no matter how much we love ourselves there's there still might be people projecting that hatred upon you so then it becomes yeah like a resilience journey which is obviously not the most fun and then we might give up again and say okay well so many people are saying these things or pushing these things upon me then I guess I'm not deserving of love. And then you get back into that deep pit again. So I want us to find a tool that we can use to pull ourselves out. Pull ourselves out. Pull ourselves out. And for me, that tool has largely been connecting with my spirit guides. And my ancestors. The honorable and the honorable ones let's just put it that way um the ones that could help me the ones that have my best interests at heart um and connecting with the elements specifically water water has been so healing for me and earth and just being out in nature and I think sometimes we get so far from like wanting to be perceived that we step away from things that bring us joy so for me like I stopped doing my makeup for a long time and it just like didn't interest me and so you maybe you're just not a makeup person that's fine that's not what I'm talking about I'm not (laughs) that's definitely not what I'm talking about But for me, like, makeup was something that brought me so much joy. It was so much fun for me. I would do, like, cool eyeliner and just cool stuff. And um, I really kind of stopped doing it after beauty school. And um, because the kind of jobs I was in, I was working at different spas. And you really have to be, like, 
plain almost like you know looking like a doctor type of professional quote unquote which I don't think professional should equate as like plain but but um yeah so you know I would just have like a little mascara you know just plain makeup and then when the pandemic started I just like didn't wear makeup because it's just inside you know and and it just became something that I stopped doing which is probably good for my skin you know but it's something that brings me so much joy and to and to look at old pictures I see all these cool makeup looks and it makes me sad to think that I have stopped doing them because of how other people view the way I look and might deem me as unprofessional if I have like purple eyeliner or something and I used to, you know, do crazy colored hair and stuff like that. And that's not, I'm not as interested in doing that anymore. Um, just pure laziness. <laughs> and I like, um, you know, hair damage and stuff. But I really push myself, like, out of something that I enjoy. So I just want to encourage people to come back into the hobbies and the things that they enjoyed um, to do for themselves that make themselves feel beautiful so for some people that might be doing a cool makeup look or wearing like a interesting outfit or maybe you like to braid your hair or maybe you like to take a nice bath or maybe it's even like just going in the park and sitting on a bench and soaking up the sun and Right now, it might feel like you don't want to do that because you don't want other people looking at you. Don't let those feelings hold you back. The the fear of being seen from allowing yourself to receive these kind of like simple joys that allow us to feel beautiful. And... You know, beauty has become such an external thing of you're beautiful if you got, you know, the nice fox eye eyelashes or whatever. And you got um, your, like, you know, expensive skins and stuff. Um, you're beautiful if you're fitting into this mold of, like, whatever is cool and hot and trendy in the moment. Um and it has gone away from beauty being just like the pure bliss of the moment and people and things can be so beautiful without it having like an aesthetic outward beauty so when i want us to focus on feeling beautiful it doesn't necessarily have to equate to a physical look if you feel beautiful, you could feel, if you feel beautiful in a certain situation, that is the beauty. It's not the external aesthetic. Because again, that is based upon the perceptions of other people. And so if we can seek that beautiful feeling that unconditional love that compassion and joy for ourselves if we feel 
those feelings on a consistent basis, that is going to shape, shift your external life. You're going to be perceived as beautiful when you feel as such. So there might be people in your life where they're not, um, I, I would say like, it's not like someone you see who you just think is hot, you know, like a Brad Pitt or something. You see them and you just feel goosebumps of joy. You just feel the beauty exuding from their heart space. That is the feeling I want you to feel when you look at yourself in the mirror, when you think about yourself. Okay, so now that we talked a little bit about why we might feel this way about ourselves and how we know we are deserving of unconditional love, even if we don't feel that in this moment, I just ask that the truth of that statement seeps into you somehow, some way, somewhere that in the moment when it's time for you to understand that feeling, for that feeling to wash over you and for you to accept that as truth, no matter how you feel on the day to day, you are always deserving of love. You are pure love. Energy is love. Love is all around us, even in the darkest of moments. And that can be the hardest thing to understand when we're not experiencing it. It can be the painful to think that love exists when we are in so much trauma, so much pain, so much chaos. But that is the beauty of human life. We are both the light and the shadow. We are the storm and we are the eye of the storm. We are peace and we are chaos, terror. We are, we're both. We are both the moon and the sun. We hold it all within us. And the power in which we can experience sadness, pain, trauma, fear, doubt, shame, all of these icky, yucky emotions, we can feel all the way at the end of the, the other end of the spectrum. We can feel that power within the feelings of love, within the feelings of peace. It is possible to experience those feelings. I have and do experience those feelings. And I never, ever, 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 ever thought I would feel love or peace or joy. For myself. So. They say you can't be that guy. And here I am existing. Being that guy. (laughs) So I just want my. 
story that I just shared with you and those ideas that it's not you that hates yourself. It's the world that makes you think that you hate yourself. I want those things to seep in, even if it takes years. And I just want you to know that you're not alone if you feel those feelings of sadness, of hate, of not feeling worthy. So I'm here to hold your hand in that darkness, even if it's just through this little voice on a little app on your little phone. Know that someone out there is holding your hand and squeezing it tight and telling you, I love you. I love you. One of the sessions I had with my mentor, Becca, who I talk about like on every podcast because she just helps me endlessly and I've had so many breakthroughs working with her and... And yeah, (laughs) but one of the sessions that stands out so much in my mind, and this I think was kind of at the beginning of us working together, I remember so much in my mind of her bringing me into the feeling of peace, and it was terrifying. It was so scary to me. I was shaking. I was crying. Um, And this was, we were still doing sessions in person um, at that point. Um, And so I was lying, she had me lie on this massage table and she just left the room for me to kind of like process that feeling and what she had me imagine because it was so scary to me to close my eyes and imagine that feeling of peace. I'm getting emotional just thinking about this. Um, It was like, It felt like pure terror, like someone was going to come and cut my head off type of fear. Um, Like what she had me do in my mind's eye to kind of um, like embrace that feeling and allow myself to get comfortable enough to experience the feeling of peace and when I've heard the word peace for so long, it would make me feel nauseous. Um, it was like gross to me. I just didn't know what that experience would ever be like. And if it was even possible. Um, but anyway, so what she had me imagine in my mind's eye was smiley faces. She just had me imagine a little yellow smiley face and just imagine my whole like mind's eye was almost just like a screen of little stickers of smiley faces and she just had me imagine those as I did like a breathing exercise and I released so much fear from my body and like disjointedness and discomfort with that experience of um rest of peace because the whole my whole life my body had been in this and it still is most it still is in this it, it it's um it's a ongoing thing like i said i'm on the journey with you guys but my body had been in fight or flight for like my whole life like anxiety and fear and like i had like so much fear like i was scared of literally everything and like obsessed with the end of the world and like just crazy 
I I don't want to say crazy because that's, you know, that's, that's unfair. Um, and you know, I, like I have said many times have experienced mental illness, so we don't want to push the crazy, push the crazy word. We want to think of a different word for it, but, um, unrealistic is a better word unrealistic fears of there's going to be a volcano when I lived in Connecticut. Like (laughs) I'm going to die in lava, like just so much fear constantly, especially as a kid and a teenager. Um, and then in my early twenties, that fear really became almost like agro. What is the word? Agrophor? I don't agrophoria. I don't think that's the right word, but being like afraid to leave your house, agoraphobia. Um, and yeah, led to a lot of other issues that I had. Um, but so what she had me do was imagine those smiley faces because that was something that, you know, she's an intuitive. So that was something that she could pick up in my mind, in my field that would make me feel comfortable was like a little smiley face. And, um, yeah, I'm just so grateful for that day and that session because it was such a breakthrough for me to release so much fear from my body that like I was able to start diving into like my my gifts and my spirituality because before it was so scary to even imagine things in my mind's eye because I was just scared that there'd be like a demon or something like that would pop out and just you know endless endless what ifs and like experiencing feelings in my body were so uncomfortable because all I was used to was experiencing pain. And so that session really like allowed me to experience what that feels like. And, you know, from then on, that was like a couple years ago. From then on, it has been upward um, in my healing journey, like immensely um, and being able to like break through fear barriers over and over again and like I do these things all the time that I'm scared of like I still get anxiety I still get like a little bit of um like stage fright type of thing I feel nervous I feel unworthy I feel all of those things but I do the shit anyway because I know that those things I'm feeling are lies in my mind that I've told myself that I have created those are not the truth. I am worthy and I have something to say. So I show up and I continue to do the work to help other people see that anything is possible. And I, you know, I hope that I can continue to continue doing that. And, um, you know, one of the things that I'm most terrified of, I think, would be flying. Um, and that's something I'm continuing to work on. And one of my, I'm like literally crying right now thinking about this. Um, So we're, we're working it out together right now. This is my therapy. (laughs) But one of my biggest fears is flying. Um, And I went to LA like in June for my birthday for a retreat. I want to talk about that on the podcast another time because that was like life changing. Um, My first retreat I've ever been to. But that was like a 45 minute flight. So it was like, it was manageable. And I had flew out of Santa Rosa, which is where I live. It's like a tiny little airport. It was like manageable. And, you know, I got a taxi. Like I was literally at a hotel like the whole weekend. So it was like not as terrifying. 
it was totally manageable. But one of my big dreams in life is to go to like Bali and go to Vietnam and go to like that, you know, side of the world. And um, I have been to Japan, like that was amazing. And I really want to go back, especially now that I am attuned to Reiki. I have, you know, other things that I would like to see there. I would love to go to Mount Karama. That's like one of my biggest dreams in life. But when I went to Japan at the time, that was like in a height of um, my drug use. <laughs> so I just like took a bunch of Xanax and I slept. So it was not scary. <laughs> I was there in a second. I fell asleep. So, but that's something I would, I don't do that anymore. I don't have those, those tools to cope. Um, so it's so terrifying for me. And that's like one of my big, um, yeah, dreams in life is to explore that side of the world. And, um, yeah, so I'm just like sharing that as a way to remind people that like, when we break through fears, there's still more fears. And for me, I know that's going to happen eventually when the time is right. Obviously, traveling right now is not a thing. Um, like, that um, far away I probably would not do that right now but you know I know that that is a barrier that I'm gonna have to break through that fear of flying um, in order to explore my dreams of like exploring different parts of the world I also really want to go to Ireland and Italy which is like where my ancestors are from it's a little bit less of a flight but it's still a long flight um so know that there are things that we have to let go of if we want to get to our dreams. And that's like a pretty easy example of like, you're scared of flying, you want to go on vacation, you gotta, you gotta make the trip. If Kyle from Real Housewives can do it, I can do it too. But, <laughs> but, um, that's like a, uh, easy example to understand but I'm sure there's a thousand like smaller intricate examples within yourself like you want to start working with clients um one-on-one -on -one in your Reiki practice but you are scared of people thinking you're weird or you're scared of what other people will think about um energy healing within your personal life so you keep putting it off there's something you're gonna have to break through in order for you to gain the dreams and the goals and get to the place where you want to be in your life if you want to be able to do headstands in your yoga practice but you're terrified of just trying and you're scared you're gonna break your neck and you keep psyching yourself out of it you're never going to do it. So maybe you need someone to help you, someone who's a teacher, someone who can hold your hand to get you there. And sometimes that person is a real person, especially if you're trying to do headstands. But another times that might be your spirit guide or a person in spirit. Like I was saying earlier, maybe my spirit guides and my angels can help me release the fear of flying. I always invite them to protect me when I go on any kind of traveling. Um, and that just makes me feel more comfortable. But I want to remind people that there are energies in the spirit world that can help you break through these blocks and these fears. And 
get closer to your goals and allow yourself to feel love and joy and all those like extreme feelings of excitement all the things that feel so far away from how you feel now are possible and especially with the aid of the spirit world helping you see yourself the way other people see you for the truth not the lies and help you see yourself as your true um, soul self your unconditional endless love joy energy that you hold within yourself all the time so thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today I really really hope that some of these ideas and these concepts can sink in to you and your energy and allow you to continue that journey towards loving yourself unconditionally and feeling joy and peace in your life amongst all the weirdness, the wildness, and the chaos of the external world. And now before we end the podcast, I just want to do a little short breathing exercise together. I want to call in our spirit, our spirit guides. So if you're listening to this and you're driving, please don't close your eyes. But otherwise, if you are listening to this at home or you're on a walk, maybe you can take a seat. You're going to place your hands on your heart. We're going to close our eyes. I just ask to call forward our spirit guides and to bring in a transmission of unconditional love. Allow that energy to flow directly into each and everyone's heart who is listening to this now or later. Allow them to experience what the feeling of unconditional love feels like in their heart and then flowing out into the rest of their body and into their energy body. So as this process begins, we're going to do a few deep breaths here together. So just allow yourself to relax and to experience this feeling through all time and space. Bringing forward the transmission of unconditional love. So breathing in through the nose. Hold it at the top. Exhale out the mouth. And again, breathing deep in through the nose. Hold it at the top. Exhale out the mouth. One more deep, deep, deep breath. Sweetly breathing in through the nose. Hold it at the top. And exhale all the way out your mouth. We're just going to stay here for a moment, allowing this feeling of love to wash over you. 
Just imagine there's a blanket of love, of peace, of healing energy on top of your whole body, flowing from the top of the head down to your feet, out your heart and into your hands, into your stomach, your belly button, your legs, your knees, your spine. You are loved, you are held, you are safe to experience your feelings. You are beautiful. You are loved. So be it so it is. Thank you again. That felt really nice for me. And release. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me again here today on the Angel Face Magic Hour podcast. It has been a pleasure as always. You can find me on Instagram, angelface.grace, TikTok, YouTube, all of the places, angelface.grace or my website, gracelannon.com. And yeah, I love you mean it. All right, y'all. I will see you soon.